Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato and this is Preview Day at the 2023 Hungarian Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pit Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts and this week there's only one story in town. Daniel Ricciardo getting back on the grid with AlphaTauri. The Red Bull driver program announced last week that it was axing Nick DeVries just 10 races into his rookie season. The reason? Ricardo had been so impressive in the simulator and in just his first handful of laps in a Pirelli tyre test that the argument for his promotion was pretty much irresistible. But the popular Aussie isn't back just to race at the back with AlphaTauri. His return will be putting maximum pressure on Sergio Perez to reverse the dreadful form slump he's found himself in. Expectations are in check given the car, but the Hungaro ring is a circuit Ricardo's won at before, and he wants to hit the ground running. Meanwhile, history beckons for Red Bull Racing this weekend, which can take a record-breaking 12th straight victory. McLaren set the benchmark at 11 in 1988, which was as close to a complete season as they come, the team dropping just one race win for the entire year. Claim victory in Hungary and the prospect of a full season clean sweep will appear that much more achievable. McLaren is hoping to maintain at least some momentum with the completion of its upgrade package, but the slow and twisty layout wouldn't typically suit its car. If it performs strongly here though, it'll have passed a major test in its comeback mission. There was plenty happening off track too, with management changes at Alpine and yet more friction between the FIA and Formula One. So for all that and more, let's hear from your host in Budapest, it's Luke Smith. Hello and welcome to Budapest. My name is Luke Smith, senior Formula One writer for The Athletic, and I'll be on hosting duties throughout the Hungarian Grand Prix weekend. It is quite strange to be back at the Hungaroring and it not be the final race before the summer break. There's usually a last day of school vibe in the paddock here, and they even like to put out some deck chairs, a little paddling pool, some inflatable toys, things like that. And it really buys into the theme that we're about to all go on our summer holidays. But of course, with the rejig to this year's calendar, meaning Spa is now the final race before the summer break, it felt more or less business as usual in Hungary on Thursday. Well, that was how it seemed it was going to be, until the bombshell news last week that Daniel Ricciardo would be making his much anticipated return to Formula 1. Ricciardo replaces Nick de Vries at AlphaTauri, and after spending so much of the early part of this season discussing what might lead to a comeback for the popular Australian, Few, not even Ricardo himself, could have predicted it would happen quite so quickly. Ricardo was into the track nice and early on Thursday to get ready for a busy run of commitments, including the first open media calls since his return was confirmed. The crowd of journalists around the table was five bodies deep, and there was that much interest in speaking to Ricardo that one journalist was even stood up on a chair just to try and get a view of him. I made sure to get there nice and early, about 15 minutes before the session was going to begin, just to make sure I got a seat and we could hear firsthand from Daniel on his return to racing with AlphaTauri. Throughout the chat, Ricardo opened up about the timeline that had led him back to the grid just 10 races after his final appearance for McLaren, that at one point looked like it'd even be the last appearance of his F1 career. He said there had been a little bit of chat with Christian Horner and Helmut Marko over the British Grand Prix weekend exploring his possible interest in racing for AlphaTauri as their patience with Nick DeVries grew increasingly thin. 
But Ricardo said it was always going to hinge on his tyre test for Red Bull at Silverstone on Tuesday. He needed to confirm both to himself and to the team that the positive signs they'd been seeing in the simulator were genuine. Ricardo explained that what he'd been doing in the sim had made Marco and Horner believe in him once again, paving the way for him to get this opportunity. Ricardo said that after just two runs in the tyre test, the smiles in the garage and the feeling in the cockpit told him everything that he needed to know. It paved the way for De Vries to be informed that morning that he would not be racing any longer for AlphaTauri and for Ricardo's return to be made official. But why race for AlphaTauri? Ricardo has always been clear that he was not interested in returning to F1 just to make up the numbers and fight on the fringes of the points at best. Which, let's face it, is about all that's going to be possible for him given the struggles of the AlphaTauri car this season. Yuki Tsunoda, his new teammate, has been doing wonders with the AlphaTauri car this year and has only scored two points. He reckons it's either the ninth or 10th quickest car on the grid, and it's a picture that will only change with the upgrades coming in the pipeline. But for Ricardo, it is all about the long game. He explained that AlphaTauri for him represents the best route for a potential return to Red Bull, something that he called the dream. It's a known environment and somewhere that will give him the chance to get the kind of success he craves. He knows how to win with Red Bull, scoring seven of his eight victories for the team before leaving at the end of the 2018 season. Now, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Ricardo's not going to be in a Red Bull this year or probably next year, even with Sergio Perez's ongoing struggles. But in the long term, Ricardo thinks that AlphaTauri could be the first step on the road back to Red Bull. He did say there was no criteria given from Red Bull in terms of what they need to see from him to get him back in contention for a seat with the senior squad. In the short term, he said it was nice to have these two races as a way to get an early read of the AlphaTauri and ease back into racing before digesting everything he has learned over the summer break. Being quick in a Red Bull RB19 is one thing, as Ricardo was during the tyre test, but doing that in the AlphaTauri, the slowest car on the grid, is a completely different ballgame. But Ricardo said he's not concerned about repeating the car feel struggles that blighted him so badly at McLaren. Ricardo did do a run in the simulator with AlphaTauri, giving him the first read of what their car feels like, and he said that it felt okay to him. Of course, we won't know for sure until he gets out on track on Friday just how it really feels in his hands, but he said he does want to avoid the preconceptions that hurt him at times with McLaren when he get into the car knowing exactly what the weaknesses would be instead of driving so naturally. Even with the limitations that the AlphaTauri car has, Ricardo is ready to give it his all and drive more from the heart, less from the head. So, what does all of this mean for Sergio Perez, especially at a time when he's been struggling to match the form of Max Verstappen across the garage? Perez was dismissive of any suggestion that Ricardo's return would put him under more pressure, even going as far as saying it was nonsense to ponder the permutations when his contract ends in 2025, given that's so far away. He said that half the grid would love to race a Red Bull. I reckon it's probably a bit more than that, Checo. And that Ricardo being in the mix as well didn't change anything for him. But when I was in the FIA press conference watching Ricardo and Max Verstappen joking around, chatting back and forth, I couldn't help but think what a reunion between them at Red Bull might look like. After all, Max is locked in at Red Bull for the long term. He's not going anywhere. I asked Verstappen if he would be open to racing with Ricardo again. Max jokes that he never wanted Daniels to leave in the first place in 2018, but noted that if Ricardo did perform at AlphaTauri, it's clear there might be an opportunity for him to go back to the senior Red Bull team. 
A really interesting situation, fascinating dynamics between the Red Bull drivers, and I think no matter what Checo says, it is going to be a story and it is going to be extra pressure on him to perform and turn his recent rough patch around. Now one man who might seem forgotten in all of this is Nick DeVries. He put out a very short statement on Instagram after the news went public, a very sweet statement as well about his F1 dream being realised and things not quite working out. But not everyone has forgotten about him. He was talked about at length through Thursday's media sessions by the other F1 drivers. Verstappen, his fellow countryman, the man who backed him so hard to try and get the seat at AlphaTauri for this year off the back of his impressive Monza cameo last year for Williams. He said that he'd been in touch with Nick and that he was confident he'd find another top-line opportunity elsewhere. Of course, De Vries was actually set to get a WEC drive with Toyota this year, only to turn it down so he could pursue the F1 opportunity. For a long time, he's been on the radar of top teams in top categories. Yuki Tsunoda revealed that he'd exchanged some very heartfelt messages with De Vries about his exit, and he said that Nick had actually had some of the best car feedback he'd ever seen from a racing driver, even going as far as comparing him to the portrayal of Nicky Lauda in Rush. Sergio Perez called the decision to get rid of De Vries brutal, while even Daniel Ricciardo admitted that it was odd to make the change now, instead of during the summer break. Lewis Hamilton said it was the kind of thing Red Bull would do, and then repeated that when he was asked if it was an F1 thing rather than specific to a single team. So that is the Daniel Ricciardo portion of this podcast complete. I know it was long, but that really was the only big story in town today in Budapest. But we do have just about enough time to recap some of the other big stories coming out of the Hungara ring. Just as we were packing up to leave the circuit, Alpine announced yet another big management change. Lauren Rossi is out as CEO, moving aside to special projects at the Alpine brand. Rossi had been heavily involved in the F1 side of things. As recently as this month, he was talking about the launch of the new F1 edition Alpine A110 road car, but his role will be taken over by Philip Kreef, who becomes the new CEO of Alpine Cars. Bruno Faman is the man overseeing Alpine's motorsport interests at the moment, meaning he's the person that Otmar Safnauer, Alpine's team principal, reports directly to. And finally, there was also an interesting statement put out today by the FIA, in which it issued a reminder that only it has the regulatory powers to decide how the rules in F1 are applied. The reminder came after comments were made by Stefano Domenicali about the need for sporting sanctions in the event of cost cap breaches. The FIA's financial department is still conducting its audits on last year's submissions, but the cost cap is again becoming a point of paddock chatter, as people speculate who may or may not have breached the cost cap for last year. The statement from the FIA acted as the latest sign of friction between the governing body and Formula One itself. It's a story that's not going to go away anytime soon. Anyway, that is your all from Thursday in Budapest. I will be back tomorrow to recap Friday's practice running and let you know what we've learned ahead of the Hungarian Grand Prix. We'll see you then. Thanks very much to Luke Smith, who's on the ground all weekend at the Hungara Ring. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Hungarian Grand Prix paddock by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts and you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the new Pit Pass Motorsports blog powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Luke on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. 
Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.